Welcome to Questions That Matter, a podcast of the C.S. Lewis Institute. I am your host, Randy Newman, and my conversation partner today is Callum Hartgrader. Callum, welcome to Questions That Matter. Thanks very much. Uh, Callum is a uh, minister at Above Bar Church in Southampton, England. He's the head of Young Adult Ministry. Uh, Callum and I got to know each other when he was a university apologist and evangelist here in the Washington, D.C. area, and we've been close friends and um, try to visit each other far more often than we do. Uh, Callum has also been involved in a theater production called The Mark Drama. He's the Mark Drama director. And uh, I wanted uh, our listeners to hear how the question that matters is how, how does drama and theater fit into outreach and evangelism? So Callum, tell us tell us what this Mark drama is a little bit and how you've seen God use it. I, yeah, thanks so much for having me on, first of all, Randy. And I really appreciate the ways in which you've been kind of a, a mentor to me over the years. Um, first thing I should say is I'm not the Mark Drama director, but I am a Mark Drama <laughs> director. So I direct Mark Dramas. And if you're thinking, well, I'll give a pass on this podcast because theater is not really relevant to me. I'm not a, a thespian type person. Please do keep listening. I think it's it's an amazing tool in evangelism and in, and in ministry. But the Mark drama is a um, a play of the Gospel of Mark that's done around the world, and it's quite unique. It's it's every incident in Mark's Gospel, but it's put on by just amateurs, just people from your local church or university Christian group, and a trained director comes in and helps you put it on in a very short period of time. Only one person memorizes lines, and that's who's playing Jesus. Pretty important. And it's done um, in the round. So the audience is kind of in a circle and the actors act in the middle, through aisles and behind the audience even at times. And so in 90 minutes, you get an immersive experience of people from your local area putting on Mark's gospel. And I have to say, I have a little bit of a theater background myself. When I first heard of it, I thought, there's no way that's going to work. But incredibly, it does. And it's not the cheesy drama that you see at churches with bath towels and sandals. Um, <laughs> that makes me want my skin crawl. Um, yeah, it's a, it's a powerful, powerful um, thing. It's, it's Mark's gospel. So we just offended all of our listeners who like those. Um, and, and by the way, I, I, I really hope you mean bath robes, not bath towels. But never mind. Let's not go there. Um, and I wouldn't be surprised if that last comment gets No, I meant, I meant the shepherds who, you know, where they put the bath towel over the head. Bath and towel thus, shepherd. Thus I am a shepherd. <laughs> oh, very good. Yes. Um, well, um, so I didn't, I don't think I knew that... Um, uh, only one person memorizes lines. So I, I, do you get that person, the script a long time beforehand or? Yeah. So the whole team, um, have six weeks of kind of preparation ahead of time. And that includes whoever is going to play Jesus. Okay. And, um, so, but I mean, there isn't exactly a script per se. It's, it's, it's the gospel. So we give them a copy of um, an NIV uh, text of 
Mark's gospel with maybe some director's notes or maybe asking him to just change slightly how he says certain uh, certain things. For example, we get the Jesus actor to say, but give to God what is God's uh, three times uh, to drill it home. Mm. But that's a small thing. The rest of the team are learning the order of events of Mark's gospel. Um, it's from a, a book by Andrew Page called The Mark Experiment. He actually came up with the Mark drama. He always is quick to say he didn't come up with Mark's gospel. Mm -hmm. He just came mm -hmm. up with the Mark drama while he was a missionary in Austria. And um, the Mark experiment it basically just helps you see a kind of pattern um, to Mark's gospel that makes it very easy, whether it's the pattern Mark intended or not, to memorize, to learn easily the order of events in Mark's gospel. So when you arrive at your first rehearsal with only about 48 hours uh, till your first performance, which is a little scary, you know Mark's gospel really well. Mm, mm -hmm. And uh, then it comes together. Now, a lot of people are afraid, hey, I, I'm, I'm going to panic and I'm going to forget my lines. Well, the only person that matters is the guy playing Jesus. Everyone else, look, the director like tells you, okay, um, uh, in this scene, you're, you're, uh, you're um, the woman who uh, has the bleeding uh, and is healed. So you just need to remember, you know, I, I have bleeding. Uh, it's been, you know, 10 years, but uh, 12 years, but I, uh, and I've spent all my money on doctors. You know, as long as you get the idea, you know, you don't have an exact Shakespearean script, you must memorize word for word, um, which gives people a little bit of freedom, mm. uh, which I think is great. You know, um, quite a few years ago, this is quite a long time ago now, I saw Max McLean, you know, who's with the yes. Fellowship of the Performing Arts, um, recite the entire Gospel of Mark from memory and with no ad lib, no change. It was, it was literally word for word, but his dramatic voice and facial expressions, I mean, it was gripping. Mm. And um, it really had a powerful effect on me. It was a, a time when I, I think I was kind of going through sort of a dry spell or whatever. And it, uh, God's word is a two-edged sword and it cuts through. It's, it was really powerful. It is. And that's, that's really the power in the gospel. You know, it's not a big, you don't use props. There's no like special lighting and makeup. Um, there's no special effects. It's the power is in the words mm -hmm. and the power is in the story. It's, mm -hmm. it's in the gospel itself. And it, yeah. it, the actors just wear like plain colored t-shirts and, and there's no kind of frills. It's just straight up. This is the gospel. Hmm. And Mark's gospel, I mean, it's the shortest. It's action packed. So it lends itself really well to something where, you know, a lot of my non-Christian friends are kind of like, ooh, like read the Bible. Uh, I mean, I'm not so sure about that. But hey, come along to this. Uh, maybe even I'm in it. Mm -hmm, sure. <laughs> and it's only 90 minutes. Yeah. Um, and they'll have seen the whole gospel, which I think that's just a huge win. Mm -hmm. Well, you know, there's a, there's a term that um, apologists and ministers like to throw around uh, that the gospel is self-authenticating. And uh, sometimes we do need to answer people's questions like, well, how did we get the Bible? And what about, uh, you know, could it have been corrupted and all those? And those are important questions. But, but there's something about here, read it or hear it or watch it and let its 
let it do its powerful, self-authenticating, convicting, and uh, regenerating work. Mm-hmm. Um, and so that's that's what I love about uh, what you do. So so give us a if you can. So what have been some of the um, effects that you've seen? How how have people responded? One of my favorites. I wasn't there. I wasn't the director for this one, but it was up in Scotland and at a university. And the university kind of student newspapers, like theater reviewer, went along. And he had met um, some Christians at the university ahead of time and um, through their friendships and seeing their lives had become interested in Christianity. But he went along as the theater reviewer to Mm -hmm. this Mark drama. And he was absolutely blown away. You can find his his kind of review he wrote online. And he, he said, the only problem with this drama, the only problem I have with it is that so few people were here. Like, uh-huh. everybody needs to come see this. And he, <laughs> I love it. he he was just, he you know, he'd been thinking about Jesus for a little while himself because of his friends. And um, it, it just got to him. And so he started reading Mark's gospel with one of his friends after that. And very soon after became a Christian uh, and even wrote to uh, the Mark drama kind of ministry just to say, hey, um, that was really powerful for me. Mm. So that's one of my favorites. But there's also one, um, uh, Andrew, who, who came up with the Mark drama when he was um, uh, directing one, an international student uh, came along and was watching, I think sat maybe in the front row, which is very brave, but very good. And the stilling of the storm, Jesus stills the storm is very powerful. Um, it, it's, it's, I don't want to give stuff away, but it's, it, it becomes very loud in the room. And then Jesus says, quiet, be still. And it says, you know, it d- doesn't just say like, oh, it like slowed down and the waves slowly like started mm-hmm. receding. Like it says, no, it, it went still. <laughs> yes. And so it goes silent. And this guy said afterwards, from that point onwards, I said to myself, I need to find out if this really happened. Ah, uh-huh, um, uh-huh. And I love that because we do the drama. We don't then have like a talk or something afterwards. It's to come look at the gospel for yourself yeah. and then have conversations about it. Yeah, there will be questions. I mean, people are going to be asking, why does Jesus curse a fig tree? <laughs> mm-hmm. But um, that's a good thing. Uh, see the gospel and then, then dig in deeper. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. What are we to do? as Christians in a culture that keeps changing so constantly and becoming more and more hostile to our faith and our values. Well, a first step would be to get a better handle on how we got to this point in the first place. And someone who knows about that and articulates it so very, very well is Dr. Carl Truman. And he's gonna be with us for a special event and uh, talking about ideas on gender, sexuality, history, cancel culture, that these things are really not new, but they've been percolating for quite a long time. And so we really hope you can make it uh, to that event. Uh, it's, a, it's an online event. Uh, there's no charge for it, but you must register. So please go to www.cslewisinstitute.org self identity and that's with a hyphen in between self and identity 
Self-Identity. It's on Thursday, October 28th at 8 p.m. in the evening, uh, Eastern Time. Uh, we sure hope you can join us for that. Just for your background information, Carl Truman is now a professor of biblical and religious studies at Grove City College. He's written several books, and uh, this presentation, this conversation with him uh, flows out of his very recent uh, excellent and challenging book, The Rise and Triumph of the Modern Self. Well, you know, um, th this reminds me, I think, of uh, why and how God has blessed one of my favorite ministries, Christianity Explored. It's come to this this gathering, we eat a really nice meal together, we watch a short video about a portion of the Gospel of Mark, and then we sit around and discuss it. And um, and you, you just touched on something also I've been thinking lately, you said about, you know, there, there are places in the scripture that are just puzzling, they're, they're, they're odd. So you, the one you said about of Jesus cursing a fig tree, and I'm pretty sure that there are places all throughout the scripture that are deliberately odd. They're deliberately perplexing. And sometimes uh, our desire is to try to explain it so quickly that it's like, oh, this isn't a problem. Here, here's here's what that means. Well, sometimes it's, isn't that weird? Isn't it? It's like it. Um, God inspired it to be in the text so that people would go, wait a minute, wait, wait I don't get that. And they had to wrestle with it because because mm -hmm. God wants to engage us in the very, very deepest levels. Yeah. And, and that's deeply deep intellectually, but also emotionally. And that's what drama and theater does. Um, I'm sorry, yeah. I'm going on and on. I, I'm 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 and thinking I've I've got to schedule one of these things. We've got to have one of these at at, uh, at my church or uh, a campus nearby. Um, I I highly I mean I'm biased, but I highly recommend it, and I highly recommend it for evangelistic reasons, but also for discipleship reasons. Okay, um, say more about that. Well, one of the most powerful things over the last I don't know in my life, um, in in my kind of walk with. Jesus was playing Jesus in the uh, Mark drama. Uh -huh. I mean, you can't method act God, obviously. You know, uh, what's it like to be the second person and the tri, you know, the Trinity, kind of um, to be the eternal Son of the Father? Yeah. But um, gosh, I mean, I've played Jesus a few times now, actually, and yet, um, so I was like, you know, oh, I'm used to this. I've done it many times. Yeah, easy, kind of la la la. We were getting in rehearsals to doing Gethsemane. Mm. And I've done this many times before, you know, mm -hmm. I'm like, I, you know, I'm a pro in some ways at this. <laughs> when the director got to like, he basically wanted me to do Gethsemane for the rest of the team to see it. I just burst into tears. Uh -huh. I literally dropped to my knees and burst to tears, which is Good. kind of, you know, close, but you know, you're in the wrong spot. No, but, um, <laughs> but I just, I just suddenly like, I didn't want to do it. I just, mm. it's so awful. It's so terrible. And that's from a human, like, trying to put yourself in Jesus's shoes perspective. Uh -huh. And yes. Jesus didn't have any, can we take a five minute break here? Kind of, like, you know, he just went and it just, wow. I mean, we we can study the scripture in many ways, but there's something very powerful of trying to put yourself in the shoes. Um, and I've experienced that many times. Uh, I got to direct a show once at Blackburn Cathedral with three bishops, including the Bishop of Blackburn in the team, oh my which is goodness. very fun, you know, <clears throat> telling a bishop, you know, well, that was okay, but could you do that? <laughs> <No>. <laughs> Try again. 
Yeah, but it was this very powerful moment where one of them actually, one of these bishops was playing Judas. And as I was explaining to him that he needed to walk up to Jesus and kiss him on the cheek, huh. he, he just, I could see suddenly his lips start quivering. And I put out my hand on his shoulder and said, it's okay, it's okay. And he just burst and we like, mm-hmm. took a five minute break. We prayed. It became a very powerful, like almost worship service. Um, there's something very powerful. We can get so used to scripture, but then when you're trying to act it, it's like, oh, oh, wow. Oh, this person would have felt terrible. Like, you know, their, their daughter is dead. Like, you know, it just gets you into scripture mm-hmm. in a deeper way. So I'm super passionate about not only should you put it on, but try and be in it if you can. <laughs> oh, my. So, yeah. you know, so I'm, I'm, I'm listening to you and I'm thinking this is this very thin razor line, because on, on one side, we don't want to say, well, the scriptures are inadequate and that we need to enhance them because we're not we're not saying that. Um, but but we are saying there is something about theater drama that has its own unique effect. And and I guess I, I feel OK about that because um, scripture tells us to sing and mm-hmm. there's all sorts of commandments about making music. But but the scriptures themselves don't give us the music. So so we write melodies and we produce harmonies and melodies and instruments. And so in the same way, this is uh, if we're to explore the scripture with all of its depth, um, acting out theater, maybe it's a maybe it's a form of a whole person experiential meditation. Is, mm. is, uh, am I am I veering into heresy here, or uh, is it okay? <laughs> I don't think so. I mean, Jesus says to you know, you shall love the Lord your God with all your heart, soul, mind, and strength in sure. Mark's gospel. And um, I definitely don't think there's anything inadequate with Scripture. Maybe there are some things inadequate with us, and, sure. and sure. there is something where I'm all for um, you know uh, exegesis and and different ways of digging into to scripture and Bible study and in prayer. Um, but there is something powerful and it's true as well for when you're hearing a story, as well as when you're telling a story or, or trying to understand a story and, and act it out. Um, it gets you in different ways. It's, it, it's, um, it's, uh, it suddenly is a new angle. You hadn't thought of it before. Mm-hmm. And, I think one of the most common ways, especially if you've been a Christian for a while, is to read the stories and almost glaze, your eyes glaze over. Mm. You're just like, yeah, 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 we know this story. And yes, 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 that's nice. And it's like, no, 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 wait, 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 wait. How yeah. did the people in this story feel? Like, try and like put yourself in their shoes for a second. Yes. And it suddenly is like, whoa. Um, one of the things that's very, I've, I've seen people um, who watch the drama who had kind of drifted off from faith and watching it, they were like, I completely forgotten how incredibly loving Jesus is. Yes. But then I was watching it and I was like, oh yeah, Jesus would have smiled. Of course mm-hmm. he would have smiled. Like, you know, or Jesus, I mean, I don't know if he hugged people. I don't know what it was like exactly uh, at that time period. But like, you know, we have Jesus hugged people. It seems a natural thing that people would want to go for a hug after, you know, raised you from the dead or something. Um, and that like, oh yeah, he's really merciful and loving and Mm, he's pretty great isn't he yeah and we can sometimes miss that um or just or just skip over it um if we don't immerse ourselves in different ways sometimes i think well um uh just think about the fact that john chose to include the observation jesus wept Mm. 
um, and and set it aside as its own statement, not connecting it, you know, directly to what happened before. I mean, it is connected, of course, but he wanted to make sure that the power of that came yeah. across, and it's worth it's worth pausing at that point and meditating. Okay. What did that feel like? Why? What was going on? What, did, mm-hmm. what does it feel like when we we can't express it with words, um, but but we couldn't have felt it as deeply if there weren't tears involved? Tears uh, enable us to feel things more deeply and express things more fully, and I, I think that's the, the the idea about theater and drama and all that. Now it can also get us messed yeah. up. Theater and drama can take our affections and go after idolatry and horrible things. But um, um, so I, I, I love it. I love it. Um, any any other ways you've seen people respond that it's been uh, encouraging to you? Yeah. Well, we've even had people who aren't Christians in the acting team which is always really interesting. We don't, huh. we don't, we usually kind of want the person playing Jesus to be a Christian. Um, and good to hear. Glad to hear. Yeah. That. I, 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 it, I affirm that. <laughs> I'm glad. I'm glad. Randy Newman approves this message. Um, <laughs> but uh, yeah. And, and I mean, that's a, that's been a really interesting thing to watch as well of them pro- processing uh, throughout uh, this intense rehearsal period and, putting on the performances. Um, I've had I've had people, well, one of my favorites, uh, University of Nottingham. One of the guys in the uh, acting team was part of the rugby team, the university mm. rugby team. And his rugby friends came to one of the performances. And I don't mean to stereotype, but these guys just did not look like your normal theater goers. Mm. But, mm. you know, their, their mate, was in in the team and so mm. they had come to have a laugh they were clearly ready to like you know um you know kind of make fun of him afterwards and oh you know you're doing all this and and um but it was really fascinating they were like staring the entire time they never once kind of like lost attention or like like no 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 you know looking all around they were totally gripped and i i just love that and afterwards they were talking to him about it and and I just loved the fact that he, this guy, you know, he plays rugby, but he said, hey, I'm going to do the Mark drama because I think that's the only way my rugby friends will come to a Christian event oh, is if I'm know. in it. You know, it's a, it's a drama and I'm in it. Like come at, at the worst, you know, say, come and have a laugh at me. Right. And, you know, right. and they did. And they <laughs> saw the gospel and seeds are sown um, to use another Mark, <laughs> uh, a parable. Um and we pray for good soil. Uh, so, yeah, I mean, for for non Christians and for Christians, it can be it can be very powerful. Um, I guess the one other I'll just say real quickly is just that um, it's very noticeable when Jesus is um, arrested. Just moments earlier, most of the team are around the outside of the circle, yelling "Welcome Jesus" as he enters Jerusalem, and they're mm-hmm. cheering and clapping and. Woo! And it's kind of surround sound and mm-hmm. everybody's kind of smiling like, wow, you know, they all clap. Uh, it's, it, you can see the audience being like, oh, this is kind of funny. You know, everybody's being around the circle really loud and cheering Jesus who's in the middle. But then like 10 minutes later, they're all around the outside again, but they're yelling crucify him. Ah, 
and nail them to a cross and all this mm. stuff. And you can literally see audience members because it's all around them. It's like surround sound. Yes. And it feels like you're part of the crowd. Uh, and like uh. every time you'll see people in the audience literally slinking somewhat down their chair. Good. Because it's just like a, I, I'm not a part of this. I'm not comfortable with this. Yeah. And um, I did uh. have one non-Christian say kind of, you know, I, I, I just wanted to almost like get up and like stop them when they were like pushing Jesus around. Cause I was right. like, you can't do this. He's a good man. Right. Right. <laughs> and I was like, yeah, what, what, it's interesting, isn't it? Why do you think like Jesus allowed it to happen? And it's, I love that. Um, people feel the tension um, and the injustice of it as well. Right. Um, yes. And you, and you think of uh, the gospel writers, including that, that tiny detail of the Roman centurion looked on and and th- this isn't right. Surely this man was the son of God. It, 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 the, the, the wrongness of the crucifixion needs to hit. Yeah. Uh, other, otherwise, the wonder of it doesn't hit. Yeah. Um, and this is the this is the whole C.S. Lewis, uh, you know, stories and the arts can get past those sleeping dragons of the heart. That's it, right. It, yes. it can hit us in a way where it just doesn't always hit us. Um uh, when you're watching a show, even, you know, you're watching Netflix even or something, a certain scene can suddenly make you feel emotional or mm-hmm. give you goosebumps or make you think, oh, gosh, I, I don't like this or what, or I'm comfortable with this or I love this. And and similarly, I think sometimes showing people the story um, is a very powerful thing of helping them enter into um, the gospel. Are you a fisher of men? Uh, do you want to be a fisher of men? Do you do you struggle with this call that Jesus places on us to be fishers of men? Uh, discipling others is also a significant part of that whole enterprise, and it's a way to abide in Christ. It's a way for us to know Christ more fully, become more like Him, and participate in his work of building his kingdom. So as we disciple, we become co-workers with Jesus. As he helps us mature, he allows us to help him mature others and nurture them towards reproduction and expanding of his kingdom. And so we have many free small group resources on our website, uh, many different things to help you in this discipleship process, both to grow as a disciple and to disciple others. So please check out cslewisinstitute.org slash products. I have a friend who is a professor of film at a university and he talks about the different tools of different genres of art. And uh, literature has tools of words and how they sound and how sentences flow. And film has the tool of, of a visual theme or a shot developing over time. Uh, theater is different than film. I mean, it has similarities, but there are things of being in the room where the actors are speaking and hearing them. And you could reach out and touch them. Uh, you can't reach out and touch a screen of a film, um, and 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 so so there there's a power in that of the the nature of of drama and theater. I love it.
Yeah, yeah, no, definitely, definitely. And I think as well, I, I find as well, just in general in, in evangelism, uh, at least in the UK, I suspect it's probably true in the US as well, that especially amongst younger people and young adults, there's more and more of a hunger. Well, there's a bit less openness necessarily sometimes to immediately being open to being preached to, but they're very open for a discussion. Mm. And one of the great things, again, about uh, Mark drama and, and these kind of dramatic ways is it's not preaching at you. You're watching uh, art in a sense, but it is preaching to you sure at the is. same time. It, it's, 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 it's um, similarly to sharing a testimony um, or a story or that kind of thing. It, it's, it's a little less seems like I'm just being told and more I'm entering into something I can engage with. And that's really appealing, I find, um, especially amongst young adults um, today. And so, yeah, I think it's, it's, a, it's a really, really useful tool in yeah. sharing the gospel. Well, you know, I, I, I always come back to uh, uh, in Acts 17, when Paul was in Athens, um, he quoted their poets. Yeah. And uh, just think about that. And very often when I'm reflecting on this, I think, well, who are the poets today? Um, people may not necessarily turn to poetry, but they certainly do turn to lyrics of songs and um, movie, theater, television, dramas. So yeah. the poets of our day are the, the songwriters and the screenwriters. I was going to say and, screenwriters. Yes. Yeah. 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 And, um, and th they have powerful effects. So uh, this is an opportunity for us to use that. Um, tell us just a little bit. I, 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 we're kind of running out of time, but you do a lot of university missions. Uh, you speak evangelistically on college campuses. Just give us a flavor. What are, what are some of the how are how are things today compared to when you started doing this eight nine ten years ago? Yeah, I think I think there's been a recognition in some ways that um, it's it's interesting to me. There was a big push of like, look, young adults now aren't interested in what I sometimes call hard apologetics. Like, um, has science buried God? Why trust the Bible? Evidence for the resurrection. They're now interested in much kind of, um, or what's the word, kind of what's the meaning of life and kind of questions of is God good and these kind of questions of the heart. And so there's a big shift and there has been a big shift towards those. But it's interesting, I'm actually finding there's, there's a hunger for both. Um, and um, it, it is a bit where you need to get to know the people you're speaking to and um, and, and what are, what are they, the different kind of objections and questions that they are, they are asking. I mentioned as well, like uh, in general, people are more open to and really enjoy and want discussion. They want the ability to feed back in and to have a conversation. Um, and so trying to find creative ways of, of facilitating discussions. And the interesting thing is, that a lot of people feel like, oh, um, uh, people just aren't as interested anymore. And people are in the gospel and Christianity and big questions even. There's a lot more um, apathy. And there is, 
you will experience that. And Jesus even said, you know, you will be rejected. There's going to be people who aren't interested. But I find there's loads of young adults, people I talk to and, and on these university campuses and, and even who come to church who aren't Christians, um, where it's maybe they're more afraid of offending people. There's more of a fear of, you know, depending on what you say, it might get completely shut down and, you know, um, your tweet will be found years later on Twitter and you'll be branded a heretic by the culture. Or, or, but they don't want to offend people, but they're no less hungry for discussion mm. about deep topics mm-hmm. and for wrestling with these things. Um, and so what they're looking for is a community that will love them while they explore and will accept them uh, with their scars. And um, scars is a key word as well. I mean, I, I just find so many opportunities that I get now to share the gospel spring out of a pastoral kind of root in a way. Um, uh, people who, I share something in a talk where I mention like that I've had counseling before and they're like, you had counseling? Like a, a, a minister had counseling? And they want to talk about that. And then yeah, they open up yeah. about their anxiety and their depression. Uh-huh. And and that becomes where kind of they're looking for a shepherd in a way. Um, yeah. uh-huh. And it's like a kind of very shepherdy evangelism in a way. Um, and so, yeah, I mean, there's also, I guess this they want discussion. They're not any less hungry than they've ever been, I find. But they have lots of scars in which they're afraid to show, but longing to show and to be loved, I find. And they're also hugely passionate about social justice um, and want to talk about that and want to understand better how to engage with that. Mm. Um, yeah, I mean, sorry, that was a, that was a bit of a, a ramble. But those are I like the that biggest ramble. things I've seen. Uh, yeah. that's, that's important for us to ramble on those kind of things. I love what you said there. They're looking for a community who will love them as they explore and mm. accept them uh, with their scars. And scars yeah. is a very important word and the right word. Um, uh, perhaps that's a good place for us to conclude. I'd love to keep talking more, but um, uh, this is great. So let me just let's, let's do a little business here. So if someone wants to uh, put on the Mark drama somewhere, how... How, how do they do this? They in the U the US we have to fly you over from the UK. That's the way because that that sounds expensive. Uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah, I don't come cheap. No. <laughs> um, well, if you go to themarkdrama.com, there we markdrama.com, um, click on the countries page and you'll see um, who the kind of US coordinator is for the Mark Drama. Um, and yeah, go from there. There's lots of other, you know, you can look at lots of pictures and, and read different uh, testimonies and, and different things about and get to know a bit more about the drama itself. But markdrama.com, that's a place to start. Oh, that's great. That's really, really great. Thank you, Callum. I, I, I've, uh, I look forward to uh, more interaction. Any, any last thoughts you want to leave with our listeners about the power of theater or the, the, the way the gospel is going forth today? I think, you know, it's worth trying every angle in um, getting into uh, the word into people's hearts. And I do think story and and drama is a way of, as C.S. Lewis said, getting past those sleeping dragons of the heart, where I can try lots of different angles and then just show it to them. They're like, oh, you know what? This is so great about Jesus. And Mm. I'm like, why didn't I try that sooner? Mm, Good. So it's worth a trying. 
I love it. Well, um, uh, thanks so much to our listeners for uh, tuning in and uh, digging in with us about this. Uh, we hope you'll visit our website, cslewisinstitute.org. Check out our resources and uh, materials there. And we hope that all of our work and this podcast help you uh, love the Lord your God with all your heart, soul, strength, and